Hello and welcome to another episode of Cuz Why Not. I am your host and new cyber aficionado, McKenna Tuckett. And I also cyber efficient as Hattie Sean. Yes, and Hattie, today we have a special guest. Not who is it? The specialist of guests. Would you like to introduce yourself, special guest? Hi, I'm River. <laughs> we have River. Welcome, River, to our podcast, Cause Why Not? Cause Why Not? You Thank know you why you're here? Me. You know why you're here, River? I do. Cause Why Not? <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it's it's my, con- it's my uh, contractual agreement to say that in each um, episode, so I'm getting it out of the way now. And... <laughs> Where we are the podcast, in case you don't know, River. Only I can only assume you've listened to every single episode. You own the one. Yes, the unofficial merch. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, we are a podcast that watches bad movies and bad movie musicals, and then just just talks about them. And uh, and uh, last time, I heard a criticism, and you know what that criticism was? What? That we were only watching children's shows. You know, that's that's a fair point. It's a very accurate criticism. You guys should start watching Disney original movies. Uh, you know what? That's I will send you a list. <laughs> um, I actually made a list of what we should watch, and that, and who we should watch it with, it's, with which is why River is here today. Because guess what we're watching? What are we watching? We're watching Moulin Rouge. <gasps> I'm so excited. <laughs> this movie is the best. It is completely bananas. It's but it's amazing. It is it is the life of the world of the breath of the soul. I don't know, it's great. It's wonderful. <laughs> I've heard so many things about this movie. Just not like good or bad things, but just things, you know? Yes. So River, why don't you tell tell us how you know Mulan Rouge? I know it from you, Ma. <laughs> you, we sat down and you made me watch it. That is an inaccurate statement. <laughs> I said, ooh, we should watch this, and you agree. <laughs> I did. And now, and now it is, it is the best movie. Uh, there are c- cells in my body that sing constantly to this music. So, I'm trying to type up Moulin Rouge on... IMDB to get the synopsis. Uh, while I'm doing that, River, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? About myself? What do you want to know? I don't know, like... Favorite ice cream flavor. Thank Mint you, chocolate Hattie. chip. Ooh. Good choice. Mm-hmm. Hattie, just keep asking questions. While yes. I think um, favorite constellation? Um, the Big Dipper? Good. <laughs> Color of your toothbrush? Uh, it's pink. Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> my toothbrush is also pink. <laughs> wow, imagine oh, having sorry, pink that's my toothbrush dog. is. They should, they should be a guest star as well. I bet they love yeah. Moulin Rouge. I can only assume. Mm-hmm. It's hey, that you stop? Yeah, dude. I apologize. Totally fine. The window Anyways. is closed. What are you barking at? <laughs> So today, we are going to watch from our homes, all separately, because you know what? There's a pandemic out there, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. We got COVID struck. Mm -hmm. Uh, Though neither of us, none of us have COVID. Our school, our schools have been shut down for the week. Yep. And so I figured out that on Anchor... We could do a virtual recording on the phone. So that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. Yep. Mm-hmm. If you can already hear the stir-crazy in our voice, it just will get worse. <laughs> it's only <laughs> been three days. It's only been three days. Yesterday, River and I came to the conclusion that a praying mantis is what God looks like. And we <laughs> have been in, in captivity for two years of our lives. Yep. Um, which I think you can all relate to. Perfect. <laughs> so, Moulin Rouge is about a poor bohemian poet in nineteen in eighteen nineties Paris, 
He falls in love for a beautiful courtesan and a nightclub star whom the Duke jealously covets. The director is Boz Lerman. It's written by Boz Lerman and Craig Pierce. The stars are Nicole Kidman, uh, Ewan McGregor, and John... I can't say that man's last name. Uh, Lugimio. That is what I'm going to call him. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> I feel like I feel like that description is kind of vague. I think I think River, since you are, I think the uh, the most knowledgeable about this, you should you should tell us a, a synopsis. The synopsis. Okay, I haven't seen it since we watched it, which was over <laughs> the summer. So I will try my best. Um, it's basically about this like struggling writer. And he goes to this nightclub, right? And he be- meets this beautiful woman who also happens to be dying. <laughs> and a prostitute. As you do. Yes, absolutely. And then he finds this, like, ragtag bunch of, like, dudes. And then basically they make you feel like you're on every drug imaginable while you're yes. watching this. Yes. Wow. <laughs> and then he makes somehow this girl, which, by the way, this main character isn't even worth it. No, he's terrible. <laughs> we'll get into it. Hattie, but, after you yes, watch he it, makes we a, will get into it. The dying prostitute fall in love with him. But this dying prostitute is arranged to marry another man who is my favorite character, the Duke. Oh, the Duke <laughs> is the best. So, the very underwhelming main character and the dying prostitute have the secret love while the dying prostitute is also with the Duke. So the Duke finds out that they are together and gets very upset. Mm. <laughs> and he basically just goes insane. And then I do not remember the end of the movie. Uh, well, we don't want to spoil it. Exactly. <laughs> we have to watch it first. But uh, also the dying prostitute. Yeah, she has red hair. So she's already mat- automatically pretty cool. as mckenna says anyone with red hair is automatically pretty cool i mean in our last episode the ghost of christmas uh, present was the coolest because she had red hair that's (laughs) (laughs) okay so i'm looking up where we can watch this because obviously i did my homework beforehand and i don't know what you're talking about under prepared my isn't it on prime (laughs) i believe so Hattie, do you have Prime? I do have Prime. Wonderful. Then we're going to watch it on Prime. <laughs> yes. uh, it's also available on Hulu with a premium subscription if any of our listeners want to watch it with us. Also, exciting announcement. Ooh. On our... Oh my god, I'm looking up like where to find it. And it asks, why is Mulan hated? Mulan <laughs> hated. It is one of the biggest frustration critics have with Mulan Rouge is that the main character tends to be completely void of rational thought and they are correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that that is very accurate. Uh, but, you know, I still love the movie. I, I, don't, I don't hate it. I just think that the main character can die in a hole and no one would be upset. I think he should be dying besides instead of the prostitute. I agree. I like how we're not even using their names. We're like, we don't know. What <laughs> I don't <about>. remember. <laughs> um, but also, exciting announcement. If you go on Anchor and you search up our podcast, you can send us audio clips asking questions or just wanting to like say like, hey, I'm here and I'd like to be on your podcast. Here's the sound of my voice. We can put it in one of our episodes. Oh, yeah. Ooh, fancy. Uh-huh. Also, I found out how to make a new email, which means that we're one step closer to making a website. Woo! Um, Yay! (laughs) Okay, well, Hattie, River, do you have anything else to say before we sit down and watch this masterpiece of a movie? You know, Uh, you're not on any drugs, it's just the movie. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think that's all that needed to be said. Wonderful. (laughs) Well, we will see you after the watching of this wonderful trip wonderful hello and welcome back we did it we watched the entirety the two and a half hours of moulin rouge and what a movie it was (laughs) oh patty as it being your first time watch what did you think I honestly liked it a whole lot more than I thought it was. I feel like it was kind of rough in the beginning, but towards the end, I was really into it. (laughs) 
I honestly have the reverse opinion. I love the beginning, and by the end, I was like, wow, it got so dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's fair. How do you just, you, you you eat up that drama. Oh, I, I just love it. You know me. <laughs> yeah, the very, the very last scene reminded me of a, of a little of a little show we've seen before with 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 a certain love interest dying and a certain crappier love interest arms you could say <laughs> it, all, that, it all comes back you can say that her love never died <laughs> our whole podcast just ties comes back around to love never dies i found another phantom of the opera like shitty movie that i think we need to watch Ooh, we should add that to the list. I think so. Okay, River. Hi. <laughs> what did you think? I'm gonna be honest. I kind of fell asleep after the like 15th time they say they sang uh, God, what's the love song? I don't even remember. Yeah, Come yeah, yeah. Come yeah. After like the fifth time, like they sang that, I was kind of out, and then I woke up for the end. Perfect. But well, I mean, it was the same as I remember. <laughs> I felt like I learned. I like. I understood more this time. Yeah. Like, all of the characters had names, and I didn't know that the first time. I know. <laughs> I'm going like... to be honest. I don't remember any of their names. Not a single person. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, only because I've seen it now three times, I remember their names. But it took it, it took a third watch. Yes. <laughs> I remember Harold. That's about it. Who? Harold. Oh, yeah. That is his first name. Yep. <laughs> Okay, well, jumping into a synopsis, it starts on a man, a very depressed man, wearing only a wife beater and suspenders. And he has a beard, so you you know his life has gone down the drain. Yes, yes there's empty bottles everywhere. Mm-hmm. And he sits on the floor for like three minutes. <laughs> he touches his head, he shakes his eyebrows, like, it's a... <laughs> It's, it's all over for me. <laughs> yes, exactly. And then he goes on his typewriter and tells his woeful story that happened only a year ago. Where, where he was a young hopeful from somewhere where his father had a very thick accent. You guys, okay, literally, so the father comes, like, he shows up on screen and he's like, the, the city of sinners. That literally jump scared me. <laughs> Like, it was so abrupt, and and the camera was, like, on his forehead. It scared me. (laughs) You were like, oh my god, what's going on? Yes. That's gonna be what the devil looks like. Um, (laughs) Yes, God is praying mantises and the dead man. Yes. When we are all inevitably visited by Satan, it will come to Hattie as that. Bro, it's already (laughs) happened, like. (laughs) Okay. Well, anyways... And he talks about the Moulin Rouge, which is like full of like the Bohemian ideal as ideals of justice. No, no, sorry, I'm thinking about the ideals of America, which is <laughs> the justice in the pursuit of happiness. But that's not it. Liberty, justice, no, no. In the, I don't even remember what that is anymore. Um, <laughs> but it's like truth. Something, something, love. Yeah. Uh, Essentially, it was like go for love instead of consistency and stability because that's better. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Like, would you rather be a cold, heartless Duke or be like a cold, heartless, penniless rider? Um, (laughs) your Your choice. Anyways, so. He gets a job as a writer for the Spectacular Spectacular, which is, um, ho- which is being held at the Moulin Rouge, created by a bunch of Bohemians. Yes. Um, and so they're like, "Oh wow, he sings the sa- the Hills Are Alive." You know the 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 song written by Oscars and Hammerstein. Yes. Can I? Can I just say how much of a fever dream that scene was? Like the sky oh, yeah. falls from the ceiling. There's like a piano doing something or another, <laughs> and he just starts singing that song, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> That's how you like know that the movie's gonna go in some direction. Yes. Uh. Anyways, they start singing, uh, which is which is you know written by Oscars and Oscar and Hammerstein, but no, it was actually written uh years before by a Bohemian by a writer. And uh, whatever that 
scene was. <laughs> I'm really glad you're explaining this very well. Yes. <laughs> yes, I know words. I know words. Words are I, yeah. so easy. Um, the, sorry, you go. No, Hattie, you go. On the topic of music in this movie, there was a lot of, like, just pop songs that well, they just, like, chopped up and put together. Which yeah. I, what this movie is, it's called the Jukebox Musical, so it is just music that's already existing, and they just okay. created it. See, I wasn't aware of that, and I personally... Okay, because here's the thing. Have, this um, is, like, strikingly like The Great Gatsby in, like, the sense of... Oh, oh it's, it's, the same, new- it's the same director. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's a new era of age, and we're so cool, and we're gonna change the way people, old people think, you know? (laughs) And I feel like The Great Gatsby, like, did a better job of, like, using pop music than this one, so that was, like, my only critique about, like, the music in general. I like the music, though, because I feel like if it was original music, it would have been really bad. That's fair. Like, like, this is all good music. Like, you're not gonna be mad that there's a can-can to a David Bowie song, (laughs) Yes. Like... It's you will fine. never be mad if, if there's a can get and do a David any David Bowie song for that. <laughs> any David, David Bowie, Bowie song. song. That Just will be that will everybody's be... doing the can can. <laughs> yes. Uh, so basically, they are going to sneak into the Moulin Rouge to like get the Christian to be the new writer. Uh, and so the uh, little person in it, his name is something with a T. He's my favorite character. Anyways. He like gets. He thinks he got a room with just a teen who is like the the lady diamond, the sparkly, the sparkly diamond, whatever they called her. Uh, God, my brain is so tired. Uh, but the sparkly diamond, and she's like kind of the 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 sweetheart of everyone, and she's gonna get him the job. Yeah. Uh, well. Uh, Harold, is that his name? Yep. The owner of the Moulin Rouge has gotten the Duke, who's going to produce um, their spectacular, spectacular, to also get a private room with Satine, um, who is the prostitute that we mentioned earlier. Also, the main love interest. Yeah. Yes. And after a very beautiful, not really arousing version of um the diamonds are a girl's best friend through a calamity of errors Kristen ends up in that room that the the duke was supposed to be in to get like persuasion because yes yes obviously that's how love works it is how love works yeah (laughs) also can i just say this bedroom scene that we're about to talk about Mm -hmm. is horrifying it's terrible. Oh, I yeah. hate, like, oh my gosh, I could not. <laughs> I could not for any second of it. Wait, Hattie, you explain this scene then. <laughs> okay, so essentially, he's in the room, and they're in a giant elephant, by the way. Be- you ready? Because why not? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh man, I'm going to read some poetry to this girl. I'm going to become a writer. It's going to be so good. And this girl's like, man, I'm going to have sex with this man. Well, she was. <laughs> Told to that's that's how yeah. that was the agreement. Yeah. Like it was just hey, yeah. have sex with the Duke and then you get to be like a star in this yeah. show. Yeah, exactly. And so um, she comes in. She's like, "Bruh, do you want some champagne?" And he's like, "Oh no, I'd rather just get it done and over with." <laughs> and so she's like, "Oh, that's- great thing to say to a girl when you're gonna have sex with her." Yes. <laughs> Especially when she's a prostitute and yes. she's the most like you you can at least be kinda kinda she's nice. She's the most about famous it. prostitute in town, like Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like you could be like, Oh sure, you want some champagne? Like his whole thing is that like why I think this is my like theory on why at the very beginning Satine's kind of into him is because of how thoughtful he is towards her, where like everyone else treats her like an object. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't. But then later in the movie he treats her like an object. Yes, mm-hmm. which is just great. I was gonna, yeah. Well, anyways, anyways, keep going. So she's like, oh, and so she like, okay. First off, I don't get what the confusion was here because she's like wearing this lingerie. She's like on the bed. She's like, let's get it done and over with then. And he's still confused, you know. And so, well, then- no one said that they were gonna have sex. They he's they were told that he was gonna like give like a like a reading on. That's true. Yeah. I don't know. 
I still felt like there was some context. But also, she's on the bed moaning. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but I don't think he. Uh, yeah, he's he's kind of. This is where you start uh, learning that he kind of is a stupid, stupid human. <laughs> yeah. And so then he's on the bed and he's like, oh, I'd rather we do it standing up. <laughs> she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> she's like, um, okay. And then he's like, it's quite long. and It might be uncomfortable at first, but you'll get used to it. <laughs> I have modern ways of doing it. But mm-hmm. once you get used to it, you'll be fine. Yeah. I, I no, I think he said you'll find it quite enjoyable. That's what it was. <laughs> and so then, yeah, and so they're still like thinking different things here. And then, um, <laughs> she does some fun stuff. Award-winning fake orgasms. Yes, yep. award- <laughs> definitely. That and should so be our then, new podcast. And then I haven't even started <laughs> having sex yet. <laughs> yes. No. And so then, he's like, oh bruh I'm here to read poetry and then she's like nasty words and so then also, she like in the scene his buddies are like outside the elevator <laughs> yeah. watching yes this is actually <laughs> happening and also <laughs> so yeah so she like is rolling on the floor for some reason I, I her really... head is covered in a what was that a carpet it was... I don't even know but she was she was doing something that I didn't understand personally. And also, there's this one point where they're both on the bed and she's like, you want to make love with me? That's what you're here for. And he's he's still confused. <laughs> he's like, what's that? Like, her hands are in his pants and he's still confused. Yeah. And she says, <laughs> her hands are in his pants. And she's like, oh, you're a big boy. Oh, I hated that line. But oh my gosh. Like, oh. And then his me. friends all look over and they're like, he has big talent. <laughs> oh my gosh i don't know who thought that was a good idea this whole scene makes me so uncomfortable (laughs) i think Mm -hmm. it's funny (laughs) it's something it is something that's valid yeah (laughs) and so eventually he gets the courage he starts singing the song and then they do like this metaphorical dance over paris and she oh and we learn that the moon is italian oh yeah oh yeah that's right uh they're like it's like this crazy trip they're like dancing it's like raining sparkles yeah and then the moon in the background has this big ass mustache and is singing in italian (laughs) it is such a trip it is such a roller coaster oh we forgot to talk about like at the beginning when they took abstinence (laughs) and they had like tinkerbell and it's tinkerbell you guys yeah yeah. they are they are in fact under the influences uh under the influence i don't know anymore my brain just anyway i'll keep going so that happens they dance you know and then she's like oh my gosh i can't believe i've fallen in love with a duke and he's like what (laughs) i'm not a duke i'm a writer i'm a writer i'm so quirky I'm not like other boys. Yes. I'm a penniless guitar player. I mean, writer. a guitar player. Sitar player. So then- that part yet. Yeah, well, that's true. I can't spoil. And so then she's like, What? She's like, You're not the Duke. And he's like, What? And so then she like, So the someone knocks on the door. The Duke is there. And she's like, Oh crap. I'm going to get caught. And this is just this crazy weird situation and so then the duke opens the door and she um hides this penniless writer um behind her legs because that's how you know hiding works he's thin enough to not be seen (laughs) yes and so then there's this really weird hiding scene where he like hides under a table and she's talking to the duke and then she's trying to like distract the duke because because somehow writer. he doesn't get the hint that he needs to leave. I know exactly. that's the thing. So like the Duke is now like like Satine's like issuing uh like shooing uh Christian away, saying like, hey, dude, go, go, leave. Like get get it. Both of our necks are on the line, leave. And he's just like, 
what? He's still behind the champagne table. <laughs> like I know. And then like when she's trying to be like, oh, Duke, and like, let's just make love. And he doesn't leave. No, he he's like not... watching. He literally yeah, opens like... the door and then closes it. No, because the guard was there. No, oh. But then he tries to go out the window, which makes sense. And he just doesn't leave. So Satine's like, oh, fine. Like, something's going to happen. And this schmuck doesn't understand. So, like, his buddies are outside the elephant, like, ready to pull him out. And, like, yeah. he doesn't not leave. So instead, she's like, no, I want to wait till opening night, which I'm like, okay. I guess that's an excuse, you know? Not oh, really. Yeah, I would he, like it, to wait till our paid. wedding night, even though I'm a prostitute. <laughs> uh, it's, well, he's paying for her goods and or services. Yeah. Um, I, th- I don't feel like he'd be a very happy customer. customer. But yeah. then again, so basically right before this, the poetry that Christian sings, um, it like that's kind of how uh, Satine like kind of falls infatuated with him. And then when the Duke's there to distract him, she repeats that. And then there's this little like twinkle in the Duke's eye. So my my uh, hypothesis is that that song is actually a love spell. Mm. And it makes people fall madly in love, even if the person is is or isn't deserving. I love how in every Cuz Why Not episode, we just come up with this really crazy theory that... <laughs> but hey, just because. Just but that's theory. just a theory. A game theory. I literally love that. <laughs> not to get, not to get um, uh, copyrighted. Yes. No, not at all. Nope. Anyway, okay. we'll keep going. Yes. And so then she gets the Duke to leave because she's like, Duh, opening night, get out of here. And he's like, what? And so then... Uh, what's his face? The penniless writer is still in the room, so she, so he comes back, you know, and she's the like, "Muck just doesn't understand nonverbal cues." Exactly. Like, no, she's legit, like aggressively pointing at the door, like, "Get out!" Mm-hmm. She's like lip syncing it, like, like there is no reason for him not to understand. Like, as she's talking too, like, <laughs> yeah. But anyways, he doesn't leave, and then, oh no she faints like this was something that happened earlier in her performance we we find out something's up she coughs and like earlier she passed out during the middle of her performance when she's brought backstage she it's she's it's found that when she like she coughed into a handkerchief and there was blood but she was like kind of out of it so she didn't notice but this girl this like person who i'm going to only assume was like some sort of caretaker for her yeah i think she said it was her aunt I don't think she ever said anything. I know her name really? is Marie, but I, I think it's her aunt. That would make sense. Anyways, she, her, someone, let's call her her aunt. I don't think that will hurt. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> her, her aunt sees and she's like, oh, no, this is not good. Whatever it is, it's bad. Um, anyway, so she has another fainting, fe- fainting spell with... Uh, into Christian's arm and he's like oh no and like he tries to like get her onto the bed he it's he does it so sloppily that when the Duke comes in to get his hat he's on top of Satine because of course that happens <laughs> yeah you know those yeah. random co-winky dinks where you just somehow your girl's on your bed and then you somehow accidentally end up on top of her mm. oh happens to the best of us <laughs> Anyways, so the Duke's like, oh, I knew it. And and Satine's now uh, awake again. And he's like, I knew it. Another man, etc. And then she, but she, honestly, she's a good liar. Great actress. Wait, no, this was for thing, you know? A play we're rehearsing. Yes, I had sudden inspiration. So play. And the Duke's obviously like mm, i don't know if i can believe that because you know what but he has then, a point the penniless writer's buddies come out and it's like how is the rehearsal going <laughs> because of course they're right outside the window <laughs> yes they like because they have been this whole jump time. through and they're like we're here um and uh then the herald comes in too and like they're all there they're like making up the story on the fly about uh um, uh, Hindu courtesan in India falling in love with a penniless 
sitar player. Essentially has- Aladdin, <laughs> really. <laughs> Aladdin if he had any talent. <laughs> and then he but and the penniless sitar player has a magical sitar who that only tells the truth and like you know it's it's just the most amazing thing they fall in love with the cordons but then an evil maharaja um is also in love with the cord it's just what's going on right now because christian's that creative um and then there's the most amazing amazing little movement done by harold's um, when I watched it with River the first time, this was the part where River couldn't stop laughing. You know how he's like explaining it, and all of a sudden he goes over. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, the editing in this movie is bizarre. <laughs> it's like it'll like zoom up on their face and then do a slow mo of their face, and then it'll go back to normal, and it's it's very weird. Yeah, it's it's wonderful. It is it is absolutely fantastic. So the Duke's like, okay, I'm in, da da da, and that's where Hattie's gonna keep telling the story. Okay, so they're like, oh, we're making up the story as we go. It's pretty much Aladdin, and the and so they finish their little musical number about how amazing the show's gonna be, and the Duke's like, dang, I love it, and so then they essentially they oh okay, so then they go home. They're celebrating. They're doing some fun stuff and then our quirky penniless writer is downstairs and he's like oh, I just can't write I'm too busy thinking about her you know and so then he's singing the song and he sees her out of his window and so he's like I'm gonna go climb up the elephant because <laughs> that's where she is and she's singing this song she's kind of bearing her heart out and so that was the song I skipped yeah that's a very painful song because like it's yeah. multiple songs like put together because it started, I think it starts off with, like, I Was Made for Loving You by Kiss. And yeah, then it's no. like, I was like, oh, I really like this song. And then it turned into something else. I was like, oh, yeah, I and like, like this we song. Just for one day. I don't remember what Anyways, song. Anyways. So, I don't remember. I was skipping, I skipped the song beforehand where she's singing One Day I'll Fly Away. Oh, yeah. It yeah. was good. I think it's good character development. But personally, I was just bored. So, I skipped it. Yeah. So... He gets on top of the elephant. He's like, oh, were you just lying to me that you love me? And she was like, yes, I'm a prostitute. Duh. That's my job, buddy. Yes, that's my job, mm-hmm. buddy. <laughs> and he's like, And oh, like, at this point, he knows that she's supposed to be with the Duke. Yeah. So, yeah. and he's known this whole time. And then later, well, we'll get there later. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. And so then he's all sad about it. He's like, it just felt so real. And then they sing a song again. And then... And then they fall in love. And then they fall in love. Logic. It's it's confusing. Because the song's just all over the place. And my brain's all over the place. But essentially, they fall in love. And then don't they share a kiss and the moon starts singing again? Probably. I think so. I believe so. (laughs) When I was watching the beginning of the movie, I was like, wow, how could I forget all of this? Like, this is amazing. And then as I kept watching, all of a sudden I was like, oh, what happened at the beginning of the movie? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But (laughs) basically the rehearsals are in full swing and the Duke wants Satine just for himself. So... He gets the deed to the Moulin Rouge and threatens Harold, saying, if you do not give me Satine, me and only me having her, then I will, like, kind of take everything you own. That kind of deal. Yeah. Um, and so, and he goes, like, bananas. Like, he goes, like, like this is the part of the movie where you're like, oh, okay, so the Duke's the bad guy. Christian's the good guy. Because at this point, Christian's been charming. The Duke's been terrifying. Uh, <laughs> after this point... No more. This the, the the roles don't reverse per se, but but it gets it gets blurred. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so basically they um the uh Satine and Christian are now in a secret romance are having a secret romance. The uh the rehearsals are going and then Harold finds out that Satine is having the secret romance with 
uh, like everyone really finds out. They're not very sneaky about it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like Harold like catches them making out, and then he goes and is like, "Dude, you can't do that." And he's like, "I don't know what you're talking about." And like, bro, I saw you. Yeah, he, it gets a really close up of his face, and he says, "I saw you too." <laughs> uh, so basically, Christine Satine, not Christine. That's Phantom. I was gonna say uh, that's another thing. That's a whole other can of worms. Um, but Satine tells Christian, like, I don't think we can do this anymore. Like, we're going to get caught. And also, you're going to get insanely jealous just because this is the job I have. Yeah. And Christian's like, what are you talking about? No, never. Trust me. She's like, okay. And he's like, in fact, in the show, I'm going to write a song. And this song will be played every... and." Anytime that you're thinking that you're nervous or sad or whatever, you'll you listen to the song and you'll think of me again. At this point, you're like, okay, Christian, I think that you're not thinking right, but fine. I think maybe there's some good intentions back here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I mean, honestly, I kind of enjoyed this song. Uh, it's the only original written song, and it's by Elton John. So it's oh. it's, a, it's, yeah. a, it's a bop. It's was it come up, man? What was it? Come yeah. out May is that one? Okay. Yeah. I don't understand why they had to see it fifteen times though. That's that's fair. It <laughs> was just reprising. Years. That's how much they love each other. Fifteen times of the same song. <laughs> yep. Mm. Oh, that song though. It was good the first time. You're it like, was. Okay. Yeah. And then it just. It, I agree with you guys. It just was so much. So so much. So um. Then there's just kind of like like a. Oh, I'm sorry to interrupt, but there is something that we need to discuss that happens in the song. So oh my while, god! Yes. While the song is going on, there's like a montage of them doing romantic things, you know, with each Mainly other. Mainly just her laying in his bed with only bed sheets. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> also, there's this one part where it's the it's the penniless writer. It's uh, Satine and it's the Duke. And the Duke says, and I wrote this down. This <gasps> the oh, it's this like, line. It's oh my, my favorite God. line. <laughs> my dear, a little frog. But then she doesn't even like look to see it. Like no. it's only the du- Duke. Yeah, no, literally it's such an inconvenient, like it's just not even needed in the entire song, but it's just there and it's hilarious. It was meant to be there for that purpose. <laughs> it is my favorite part in the whole movie. Yes. I- I was doing uh, the dishes, I think, and I missed it. And I was so sad. Oh, no. You missed out. No. It is the best part of the movie, I think. That's when all of a sudden you're like, okay, the Duke's the best character. Exactly. It's either either the second or the first. I'm thinking of another scene that might take its place. Oh, that that is very true. And actually, that's the next scene. Is it? Can I talk about it? So So the, um, the Duke is like, he scheduled this uh, a night in the Gothic Tower. So there's the Elephant Tower and the Gothic Tower. And the Gothic ta- Tower is fucking scary. Um, I think it's nice. <laughs> I'd sleep I mean, there. It's not romantic, though. Yeah. Well, lights and candles, and they have... Vampires. Hold up. They do have the Polar Express butlers, though. Wait, that's we haven't gotten that's there before. Okay. We haven't gotten the Polar <laughs> Express but- butlers. But you're so right. No, so basically Satine has, so Satine made plans with Christian and the Duke was ordering Satine to come. But wait, she can't do either because her sickness comes again. She's coughing up blood. She faints. And um, the doctor says to Harold and uh, Harold and Marie that she is dying. And you know what their response to that is? Don't tell her. <laughs> you <laughs> must go on. <laughs> These people. I know. <laughs> They're like, nah, she doesn't need to know that. That's not important. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, so she, all Satine knows is that she's sick. And it's with um the consumption, which I believe is tuberculosis, which yeah. is quite common back then. Yeah. But it was, it's fatal. So, like, oh, well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the next night, Christian's like, why didn't you come? And Satine was like, I told you I was sick. And Christian's like, you don't have to lie to me. What? Christian. The one time she isn't having to, like, not tell the truth, you don't believe her. I know. Yeah. 
this guy, he really just, he really has no, like, he just can't catch on to any clues possible. He really gets on your nerves by the end. I know. And his voice, it's fine. I like it, but, like, it bothers me. Yeah. Like, something about watching him sing makes me want to punch him in the face. Yeah. Nothing to do with the actor, just just the character. Just, 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 just those twinkly eyes of, like, ignorance. Five minutes to Mario. Uh, sorry, that was a thinky. Okay. Um, well, okay. Um, where were we? Oh, so we were talking about the, we were heading into the Polar Express butler. Yes, 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 okay. So, uh, to cover up Satine's tracks, because no one, no one must know that Satine is dying. Satine can't even know. No. And so, <laughs> uh, Harold comes and, because the Duke is getting angry, no one mm-hmm. puts the Duke in the corner. No. And he's like, she's with that writer and the dukes and harold comes up with like a thing like oh no 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 she's just she's just getting ready she she wants to confess her sins she wants to become a new woman for you and the dukes like i'm skeptical but then um <laughs> then harold pulls the but uh the the waiters from the polar express out of his ass and sings a very jovial version of Like a Virgin. Yes. Is-, is the most amazing thing I think anybody can ever watch. Even if you don't watch the movie, just look up Moulin Rouge Like a Virgin and watch that scene. Oh my gosh. It is something else. That it will That's change the- your life forever. <laughs> That's the thumbnail for our uh, episode today. Yes. Uh, I took a photo just from my phone. It's wonder. It is. It is the best. It's the best. It's just. It's just so great. And I. And the memory of the boob jello is just burning in my brain forever. (laughs) Uh, The Duke has all this food out, and two of them are boobs, and Mm -hmm. they're jello. It's wonderful. Mm. Mm -hmm. All right, River. Like you can't even. Like we can't even explain the scene like super well, just because it's so amazing. Yeah. Yeah, you just you just have to watch it. You just Trust have to watch us. it. Yeah. Watch it. Uh okay, Hattie. What happened after that? You know, what does even happen after that? All I know like, is the that movie's Chris- kind of pointless after that scene. That's a fair point. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, a lot of shit goes down in like the very same breath. Basically, yeah. um uh Kristen and Satine are found out. Because one of the pe- like you know they they oh, just that got snitch. Oh okay. yeah, the one of the other prostitutes who works at the Moulin Rouge comes up to the Duke while they're rehearsing, and uh, she said like, "I don't like this ending. I don't know why she would choose a penniless writer." And she's like, "Oops, I mean a sitar player," and then she oh. walks away. Mm-hmm. You're like you like. I was so upset. Like, I don't even think that they should be together just like the pure bitchiness coming off like off of her She's uh, like, oh. no. mm-hmm. i want to like come up see again with all these theories mine is that she she wanted to be the star of the show that's she, what i think too she is i agree with this in, actually yes and now she wants the team dead that that that's <laughs> that's what it's come to she wants uh, to be with the duke so she can be the star Exactly. Oh, so I don't think we covered this. Satine's only doing this because she wants to be an actor. Oh, yeah. right. That's her whole motivation. She wants, yeah. Uh, which is, in this story, I feel like it's pretty justified. And they really do, like, mm-hmm. uh, intertwine it through the whole movie. Um, there's another movie I was watching where it was kind of a similar thing. And it just didn't work. It was terrible. It was, like, so bad. But this this mm-hmm. version, this this worked very well. Um, okay, so basically, then just a lot of shit happens. So the Duke finds out he, uh, Satine is smart, and she's like, oh, that's not true, my love. Let's go to the, the gothic, gothic tower. tower. <laughs> the gothic tower. <laughs> <laughs> and the Duke at this point is like, you need to change the ending. I don't want the her to be with the guitar player. She should do, be with the 
Maharaja. Mm-hmm. Yes. And everyone's like, what? Opening night's tomorrow. Yeah. But he's the producer, show, so sure. Uh, so Satine, like, Kristen then, as Satine's like, okay, putting her neck out on the line for everyone, for Kristen, for her life. Um, Kristen's like, don't do it. I don't want you to do it. And Satine's like, we talked about this. She's more smooth about it, but she's like, excuse me, sir. Yeah. We had a conversation. Exactly. I, yeah, I'm always on Satine's side in this movie. I'm not. Yeah, she's like, we, no, I I said we shouldn't be dating. You're going to be jealous. And he's like, but I am. So don't do it. And Satine's like, well, I have to do it. And he's she like sings a little bit of that song for the 15th bazillion time oh my gosh okay i believe you but then that night he's like walking around all for some reason everyone is just sitting and waiting in the like rehearsal room yeah and then there's a salsa dance (gasps) oh i think it's actually tango it's maybe it's tango i think you're right it's a tango but there is like yeah sorry i'm gonna talk about this because i really like yes talk about it there's like there's like this combo of so it's like this super metaphorical thing happening in the rehearsal hall with like some of the prostitutes while she's having dinner. And I think it was actually one of the coolest scenes in the movie because it was kind of like because in the end you have the the snitch girl who's like the like playing kind of satine in this t- like tango kind of situation. So they're going in between like the dinner and the tango and they're showing how it's like kind of like ruthless and it's like yeah, it's very metaphorical to, like, the way prostitutes lived. And I really liked it, personally. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I thought it was so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, only, here was my one gripe about it. Is that the guy, um, the guy who was, like, doing the tango, he told Kristen, like, you never fall in love with a prostitute. Their hearts are never going to be for you. And I was like, excuse me, that is not the lesson we're learning right now. Mm-hmm. How is this? It's, this is not the story we're saying. If it was a story about like him falling in love with a woman and then that woman wanted to be a prostitute or something bizarre like that, maybe. But yeah. that is not the story. What are you doing? That is, how is that what we have learned from? This yeah, movie? because in exactly. the story, like she's permanently go. She's gonna marry the duke, right? So like, yeah. So that means she will no longer be a prostitute. So like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Exactly. And she wants to be faithful. She's being non-consensually forced into this. Yes. She didn't even get a say into that, um, into the Duke practically owning her. Like, it's bizarre. Also, Um, the Duke and her haven't even slept together yet. I know. Everything about this, we're like, excuse me, sir. So Christian, instead of just being like, I understand. I'm going to be like a decent human. He goes and yeah. walks out and just stares at the Gothic Tower. While they're and, on the balcony. Yeah. yeah. And so Satine sees him and, you know, has like a moral like dilemma. Yeah. And she just, and, and the Duke catches it and he's like, oh, you meant, you wanted to be with him. Like, and he starts getting violent. Like, he gets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think scared. at one point he bites her. Mm-hmm. Probably. That happened. Yep. Yeah. And. Then she kind of passes out because, again, illness, death, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead of Kristen, and then all of a sudden she wakes up because someone has saved her from the Duke, from the Duke doing something incredibly non-consensual. But it's not. It's not Kristen. It's why would it be him? Mm-mm. That's not his job. It's this nameless black dude. <gasps> I actually this- looked up because he is my favorite character. Uh, hang on. I don't think I'm gonna say his name properly, but it's Lay Chocolate. It's spelled chocolate, but it's without the E at the end. Chocoline, I think it's, like, chocolate. Yeah, uh... And this guy, like, the actor does... He's been in pretty good movies. Like, he's been in Doom, Dumbo, uh, Seven Seconds. Uh, yeah, Clones. He's been on a lot of movies. Independence Day. Wow. So the actor plays him, like, and this guy, I know we haven't talked about him, but he's been throughout the whole movie just catching Satine. <laughs> yeah, no, anytime Satine's life is in danger, he's the one who saves her. Yep. Yeah, really weird, because it's this, like essentially like a dramatic Romeo and Juliet. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, and like instead of uh, the penniless writer being like a hero, he never. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of a worthless schmuck. And the nameless black dude should have gotten, I think, 
again, fan fiction theories. It should have <laughs> been it should have been Chuck Le I don't know. Um, nameless black dude and Satine together, <laughs> and not Kristen and Satine. I think the I don't think Satine would have died with um the black dude. I think he would have been like, oh, something's up. Like if he would have known first, he would have found a way to, for her to feel better or at least yeah. live longer. Yeah. I I think that uh it's team team La Chocolate all way all the way. <laughs> yes. I, I really want to say his name right, but I don't know. I do too, but I can't. <sighs> also, I don't think throughout the whole movie, like I think maybe it's said once, but like it's uh penniless writer and he says it like he mumbles it, so it's like what? <laughs> oh yeah, no, I do remember that part. I was like, oh, he does have a name, but what is it? And yeah, I think you what- can't hear him. <laughs> Um. Anyways, so Satine is saved by gorgeous black man whose name was only said once. Uh, worthy, worthy man, worthy, worthy man should have got should have been them two. Should have been the main character. Yeah, uh-huh, exactly. Uh, and uh, basically they're getting ready for the show, which is the next day. Uh, I don't know how they kind of. Oh yes, that's it. So the Duke tells Harold that he, that um, unless Satine leave, like, uh, unless Satine doesn't ever, ever see Kristen again, he's going to kill Kristen. Kristen. Uh, And uh, Satine goes to, and so Harold's like, you must tell, you must tell him you cannot be together. He He tells her why. But then when they're coming and he's like, you must lie to him and say that you just don't love him. Break his heart. Uh, break him to, to save him or something to that effect. Um, but instead of being like, hey, the Duke's going to kill you. You can't be together. Which, in my opinion, sounds a it, itty bit more logical. She yeah. just says, I never loved you. Which is very contradictory to the whole thing. And poor... Poor, poor Christian. He can't, he doesn't pick up on those things, Satine. How <laughs> would you expect this to go? <sighs> well, doesn't, before, because Harold comes and talks to her and then actually tells Satine that she's dying. Oh, yeah, because they Remember, were because they running were away, run away together. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and so Harold's like, you can't do this. Like, he's going to kill Christian. It's like, well, not if we run away. And it's like, Satine, you're dying. And she's like, oh. what? <laughs> what? No, I, I what? This, this, these fainting spells, the blood I'm coughing up? No way. I never saw this coming. <laughs> um, honestly, it is quite tragic that she didn't know that she was dying. I think that was a bad, that was a bad thing on their part. Yeah. Anyways. So Christian now gets terribly depressed. Satine's getting ready to perform. And then my favorite character who who has like he was talked about in the very beginning. He's like Kristen. I know she loves you. Like trying to be like cons- like consoling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, all Christian's like, get away. Like don't talk what to me. What was the anymore. line he said? Because he said a great line about like like do you re- don't you remember it, Ma? It's like, what I want my yearbook quote to be. Exactly, and I don't remember what it is now. Okay, it's something to the effect of... Let me find it. Because this this one, I was... It's it's my favorite line. Besides... Oh, t- dear, look, it's a little frog. It's a little frog. <laughs> it's a little frog. <laughs> I will say, there's something I have to say about them, like, running away. So when... um. The like ringmaster is talking to Satine. He's like, "Oh, you can't run away," and um, she's like, "No, I can because Christian loves me." And she says something super powerful, and she's like, "Cause you taught me my whole life that men would only love me for the yeah, uh, the they taught me the, like what I was worth that they would pay what somebody me. would pay for me." Yeah, I thought that line was very interesting. Like oh it. yeah, no, even though that is the case, I do think that Harold is. A- good character even if he does kind of shitty things yeah yeah um, i think overall he's looking for the best for Satine. yeah i think that i'm 
River and I tried to figure out how they had, like, because they seemed like they were closer than just, like, boss and employee. Like, they were related somehow. Yeah, I think Mm -hmm. they're siblings, and that's why he's also, like, close with, like, the caretaker of her. Yeah. Yeah. Either that or, like, he's his, she's her, his niece or something. Yeah. Uh, But I just don't see an uncle letting her niece do that, you know? I think they're siblings. You know what? Let's add that to the let's add that to the theories. They're siblings. <laughs> I think that this is the easiest way to go about it. Um I'll look it up just to crush your soul. Uh, no. No. Um, oh, so what was your yearbook quote that you were gonna talk to us about? I'm trying to find it. You um, I remember you wrote it down in your notes. But I didn't do the whole thing, and so I only did the not empowering part, which is sad. Okay. <laughs> well, just to wrap up the movie real fast while she looks yeah. for the book. Yes. Um, essentially, he's just so, uh, Christian is just so angry and jealous, which is a lot of what the movie is about, is like jealousy. He goes to Christine, and he's like, I need Christine. Oh, whatever, Satine. I don't even know. I don't even know. It's the character. same damn character. Honestly, exactly. And so he's like, I need to collect my payment. And she's like, what? And he's like, I need to collect my payment because just like how everyone yeah. He was like, you're a prostitute, so I'm paying my whore because this meant nothing to me to you. Yeah. Which is probably one of the mo- more clever parts of yeah. the show. Yeah, and this is so- in the middle of the performance. Like, oh, they are yeah on stage yeah they are on stage and that's happening so the whole cast kind of like improvises and then um the duke's like bodyguard is like man i gotta kill this guy and so then there's like this huge dance battle scene where they're like knocking the gun and it's to the point where the gun actually flies out the window and hits the eiffel tower oh yeah that was real weird Yeah, and you were and you would think from here like oh great they're all safe is everything's fine you're yeah. wrong. No. <laughs> Hattie, tell us how it ends. So, okay. So they have the big dance battle scene. The gun hits the Eiffel Tower. And so then she is like... <laughs> so her sickness finally gets to her. And there is probably the second longest death scene I've ever oh. Only second to the Love Never Dies death scene. <laughs> <laughs> which was 5,000 hours and an extra song. Yes. And that's essentially the movie. <laughs> yeah, and then at the end, Kristen finishes his book. Like, Oh, yeah. And so then you learn that this whole movie was just his book. Yeah, yeah well, it was, it was real. It was real, yeah. but, like, it was just his book. It was just his book. So, was, yeah. Oh, man, I personally love this movie forever and ever it's <laughs> it's 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 wonderful it's bizarre i i i just i don't like Kristen. i think he could he could just he could just stop like you know like yeah ha, ra- oh, god river what would you rate this movie oh honestly eight out of ten Ooh. I also think they did a really good job of like showing the prostitutes as not like like whores or sluts, like more of like it's their job, you know? Yeah. yeah. Which I feel like it that's how it should be viewed, even though it's not. And I think I they did a really good job of like viewing that. Also, note, like when they were f- first showing Moulin Rouge, I don't know if you noticed, but like there was a mixture of songs. At one part the guys were singing uh Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana. <laughs> Which I did not think would be a song in that movie. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's the whole point. You know, that is that is that is just everything. That is that is Moulin Rouge summed up in words. <laughs> uh, uh, Hattie, what would you rate it? I would also give this movie an eight out of ten, just because it was rocky in the beginning. I actually quite enjoyed myself. Same. Yes. I think I think we're all at an agreement. This is 100% an 8 out of 10 movie. Here is the quote I found. This is going to be on my yearbook. Kristen, you may only see me as a you may see me only as a drunken vice-ridden gnome 
whose friends are just pimps and girls from the brothels. But I know about art and love, if only because I long for it with every fiber of my being. (laughs) That is where I think we should end this episode. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for coming along with this on this journey. It was kind of a bumpy ride. We weren't doing it in person or even seeing each other's faces. So there were a lot of awkward pauses. But on a whole, thank you so much. River, thank you for being here. Yes. Thank you for having me. And guys, please follow us on Instagram. Yes, please. And also wear your mask. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. Not to be all propaganda on you, but we are in a pandemic. And it's long and hard. Yes. So if we can just make we would it like a to go quicker. back to school. <laughs> yes, we would like to go back to school. I would like to see um my cousin cause why not co-host in person. Yes. Yes, I think we would all like that. You know, it doesn't have to be over, but it could be just manageable. Yes. That's all mm-hmm. we're asking. Anyways, thank you so much everyone for watching. Patty, any closing words? Nope. I think we've said all that's need to be said. You need to watch the movie. It is bizarre and lovely and leaves you, leaves you, I don't know if you. That's all it does. It just leaves you. It does. It just leaves you, yeah. (laughs) Well, thank you. Have a nice day. Goodbye.